Hello there, and welcome to 30 Days of Grum. In today's fairy tale, much like many of the others we've listened to in this podcast, there seems to be an ominous route when food is mentioned. So, check out what happens in episode 11 with Hansel and Gretel. There once was a poor woodcutter living near a big forest with his wife and two children. The boy was called Hansel and the girl's name was Gretel. They were poor and they had very little to eat. And once, when a great poverty fell in the land, he could no longer manage to earn their daily bread. One night, tossing about in bed, worrying over his troubles, the woodcutter sighed and said to his wife, What shall become of us? How are we to feed our poor children when we have nothing left for ourselves? You know what, husband, answered the wife, for misery had hardened her heart. Tomorrow, quite early in the morning, we will take the children out into the wood where it is most dense. There, we shall make them a fire, give each another a piece of bread, go about our work, and leave them alone. They won't find their way back home, and so we will be rid of them. No, wife, said the man. That I will never do. How could I have the heart to leave my children in the wood all by themselves? Soon wild animals would come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, she said. Then we must starve to death, all four of us. You may as well start planing the planks for the coffins. She gave him no peace until he gave in. I pity the poor children all the same, he said. Nor had the two children been able to fall asleep for hunger and they heard what their stepmother said to their father. Gretel wept bitter tears and said to Hansel, This is the end of us. Be quiet, Gretel, said Hansel. Don't be sad. I will find some way out of this. When the parents had gone to sleep, Hansel got up, put on his little coat, and opened the back door and stole out. The moon was shining bright, and the white pebbles lying before the house glittered like so many new silver coins. Hansel bent down, and put as many of them into his coat pocket as it would hold. Then he went back to Gretel and said, Don't worry, dear sister. Go to sleep. God will not forsake us. And he went to bed again. At the break of day, even before the sun had risen, the woman came and woke the two children. Get up, you lazy bones. We're going to fetch some wood from the forest. Then she gave each a little piece of bread, saying, Here's something for your dinner, but mind you don't eat it before. You shall get no more. Gretel put the bread in her apron, for Hansel had the stones in his pocket, and they set out together for the forest. When they had gone a little way, Hansel stopped and gazed back toward their little house, and he did this over and over again. His father said, Hansel, why do you keep looking behind and falling behind? Take yourself in hand and don't forget to use your legs. Oh, father, I am looking at my white kitten. It's sitting on top of the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. Fool, said the woman, that's not your kitten, it's the morning sun shining on the chimney. But Hansel was not really looking at the cat. He always dropped one of the shining pebbles from his pocket on the road. Now when they reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now gather some wood, children. I'll make a fire so you will not feel cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered some brushwood and made a pile of it. The wood was kindled, and when the fire was blazing, the woman said, Now, children, lie down by the fire and rest a while. We're going further into the forest to cut some wood. When we're ready, we'll come back and fetch you. 
Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire, and when it was noon, they each ate their piece of bread. They heard the blows of an axe and thought that their father was nearby. Yet it was no axe. It was a branch he had tied to a withered tree, and the wind blew it to and fro. They had been sitting for a long time till they got weary, and their eyes began to close, and before long, they were fast asleep. When they awoke, it was dark night. Gretel burst into tears and said, How shall we get out of the wood now? Hansel comforted her, saying, Wait a little till the moon rises, then we shall quickly find our way. The moon rose, and Hansel took his sister's hand and followed the pebbles, which shimmered like newly coined silver, and showed them the way. They walked the whole night, and by daybreak were back at their father's house. They knocked at the door, and when the woman answered it and saw Hansel and Gretel, she said, Wicked children, why did you sleep so long in the wood? We thought you didn't want to come back ever again. But the father was very glad to see them, for it grieved him to have left them all alone. Not long after this, want gaped at them from every corner, and the children heard the stepmother at night in bed say to their father, Everything is eaten up again, and we only have half a loaf of bread left. The children must go. We will take them deeper into the forest, and they won't find their way out again. Otherwise, there is no hope for us. The father's heart was heavy. He thought, better if we share our last crust with the children. Yet his wife would listen to nothing he said, and scolded and reproached him. But one step leads to another, and since he had given in the first time, he had to do so the second time as well. Again, the children were still awake and heard what was said. When the parents had fallen asleep, Hansel got up and was going out to pick up pebbles as before. But the woman had locked the door, and Hansel could not get out. He comforted his sister, saying, Don't cry, Gretel. Just go to sleep. The dear Lord is sure to help us. Early in the morning, the woman came and got the children out of bed. Again, they were each given a piece of bread, yet even smaller than the last time. On their way to the forest, Hansel crumbled up his in his pocket, and stopping every so often, dropped a crumb on the ground. Hansel, why do you keep stopping and looking back, asked the father. Look at where you're going. I am looking at my little dove who is sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. You fool, growled the woman. That's no dove but the morning sun shining on the chimney. But Hansel gradually dropped all the crumbs, one by one, on the path. The woman led the children even deeper into the forest, where they had never been before in their lives. Again, a big fire was made, and the woman said, You children stay here, and when you are tired, you can have a little nap. We're going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening, when we are ready, we'll come and fetch you. At midday, Gretel shared her bread with Hansel, who had crumbled his and scattered it on the way. Then they fell asleep. The evening passed, but no one came to call for the poor children. They did not wake till it was pitch dark, and Hansel comforted his sister by saying, Wait a while, Gretel, till the moon rises. Then we will see the breadcrumbs I have scattered along the path. They will show us the way home. But when the moon rose, they set out, but found no crumbs, for the thousands of birds which fly about in the forest and field had pecked them up. Hansel said to Gretel, We shall soon find the way. But they did not find it. They walked the whole night and yet another day from morning till evening, but did not get out of the woods. They were very hungry, for they had had nothing to eat but a few berries that grew there. And so tired they were that their legs would not carry them any further. 
So they lay down under a tree and fell asleep. Now it was the third day since they had left their father's house. They started walking again, but only got deeper and deeper into the forest. If no help came, they were doomed to die. At midday, they saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on a branch. Its song was so sweet that they stopped to listen. When the singing was done, the bird spread its wings and flew ahead of them. They followed it till they came to a little cottage where it alighted on the roof. When they got quite close to it, they saw that the little house was made of gingerbread and covered with cakes. The windows were of barley sugar. Now we will set to and have a proper meal, said Hansel. I will have a piece of the roof. And you, Gretel, you can have a little bit of the window. That should taste nice and sweet. Hansel reached up and broke off a piece of the roof to see what it tasted like, and Gretel stood near the window panes and nibbled at them. Then a soft voice came from inside. Nibble, nibble, little mouse, who is nibbling at my house? The children answered, the wind, the wind, the heaven-born wind, and went on eating. Hansel, who found the roof much to his taste, broke off a big piece of the roof for himself, and Gretel pushed out a whole round window pane, sat down, and ate it with great relish. Just then, the door suddenly flew open, and a woman as old as the hills came sneaking out, hobbling on crutches. Hansel and Gretel were so frightened that they dropped what they had in their hands. But the old hag only shook her head, saying, Oh, you dear children, whoever has brought you here? Do come in and stay with me. No harm shall befall you. She took them both by the hand and led them into her cottage. There they were given a nice dinner of milk, pancakes, sugar, apple, and nuts. Then two little beds were covered with clean white linen, and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and felt they were in heaven. The old woman had only pretended to be friendly and kind. She was really a wicked old witch who lay in wait for children and had built the gingerbread house only to lure them to her. When one came into her clutches, she cooked it and ate it and made a feast day of it. Witches have red eyes and can't see very far, but they have a good sense of smell like animals and notice when humans approach them. When Hansel and Gretel came into the forest near her house, she gave an evil laugh and crowed, I've got these two, they shan't get away from me. The early next morning, before the children were awake, she got up, and when she saw them both resting peacefully with their full red cheeks, she muttered to herself, they will make a tasty morsel. She seized Hansel with her shriveled old hand, carried him off into a little stable with a grilled window and shut him in. He could shriek for all he was worth, but it would do him no good. Then she went to Gretel and shook her to rouse her and cried, Get up, lazy bones. Fetch some water and cook something good for your brother. He sits in the stable and has got to be fattened. When he is fat, I shall eat him. Gretel began to cry bitterly, but it was all in vain. She had to do as the wicked witch had ordered. The best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. The old hag sneaked out to the little stable every morning and cried, Stick out your finger, Hansel, that I may feel if you're fat enough. Hansel stuck out a little bone, and the old witch, whose eyes were dim, could not see properly and thought it was his finger. So she was much astonished that he was not getting at all fat. Four weeks passed, and Hansel was still as thin as ever. Impatience got the better of her, and she would wait no longer. Ola Gretel, she said, look sharp and fetch the water. Fat or thin, tomorrow I will kill Hansel and cook him. 
oh, how his poor little sister lamented when she was forced to fetch the water and how the tears rolled down her cheeks. Dear God, please help us, she cried. If only the animals in the forest had devoured us, at least we should have died together. Stop that bawling, cried the old woman. It will help you not a whit. The early next morning, Gretel had to go out, hang up the cauldron with water in it and light the fire. We shall bake him first, said the old witch. I have heated the oven and kneaded the dough. And she pushed poor Gretel toward the oven, from which flames were already leaping and said, Creep in and see if it is properly heated that we may put in the bread. Once Gretel was in, she meant to shut the oven, roast and eat her. But Gretel saw what she was up to and said, I don't know how to do it. How do I get in? Stupid girl, cried the witch. The opening is big enough. You could see I could get in myself. She hobbled up and stuck her head in the oven. And at that moment, Gretel gave her a push that drove her far inside, shut the iron door and bolted it. Ooh, she began to howl quite horribly. But Gretel ran away and the wicked witch burned to death miserably. Gretel ran straight away to Hansel and opened the little stable, crying, Hansel, we are saved. The old witch is dead. Hansel flew out like a bird out of a cage when you opened the door. How happy they were. They fell into each other's arms, danced about. There was nothing to fear now, and they went into the witch's house and found chests of pearls and precious stones in every corner. These are much better than pebbles, said Hansel, as he put as many in his pockets as they would hold. Gretel said, I must bring something home too, she said, and filled her apron. Now we have to get going, said Hansel, if we are to get out of the bewitched forest. They had not been walking many hours when they came to a great expanse of water. We can't get across, said Hansel. I see no plank and no bridge. And there is no boat either, answered Gretel. But there's a white duck swimming. I'll ask her if she will help us get across. So she cried, little duck that cries quack quack. Here poor Gretel and Hansel stand. Take us across on your white back. There is no plank or bridge at hand. And indeed, the duck did come up to them, and Hansel got on its back and told his little sister to sit next to him. No, said Gretel, we will be too heavy for the duck. She must take us one over after the other. This the good bird did, and when they were safely across and had walked a while, the wood seemed to grow more and more familiar to them, till at last they spied their father's house from afar. They began to run and burst inside and fell on their father's neck. The poor man hadn't had a single happy hour since he had left the children behind in the forest. And since then, his wife had died. Gretel shook out her apron so that pearls and precious stones bounced all over the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pockets. Then all of their troubles were over, and they lived most happily together. My tail is out, and there runs a mouse, and whoever catches it may use it to make a big cap out of its fur. Thank you.